Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning. Welcome in. It is the leadoff on 610 Sports Radio. We apologize. We took vacation last week. Our text line, not happy about it. We are back, though. It is 10 a.m. It is a Saturday. It is live and local programming because that's what we do for you right here on 610 Sports Radio because we care about you. I believe we started this venture in April, I want to say. It is now late August. We had taken exactly zero weekends off. I went to Denver. I apologize. I wasn't here for you guys last weekend, but I'm here for you now. So from 10 a.m. until noon, I've got you guys covered here on the leadoff. We've got Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. That is coming up at noon. Overtime begins at 3 o'clock. We're live and local all day right here for you guys on 610 Sports Radio. Speaking of live and local, we got a lot of Chiefs content coming your way this morning. We've got Ken Swanson of Arrowhead Pride. He will join us coming up at 1030. Frank Schwab of Yahoo Sports is the one that did their Chiefs preview. We will ask him what he anticipates from this team and if he thinks regression is a word we should even be using with the offense. We'll do that coming up in the 11 o'clock hour. But my plan was to begin today's show by talking about how it has officially arrived. Patrick Mahomes' hype season is here. Nationally this week, I swear to you, I've never seen any more hype for any individual player than I saw for Patrick Mahomes coming off of his first year as a starter earlier this week. But we can't do that because yesterday, the first that I caught any wind of this was when Mike Lombardi on his GM Shuffle podcast said this. The trade players, like, for example, there's a receiver, and I'm not going to tell you who it is yet, but there's a receiver that is available that people it would shock people in the NFL if he if they traded him and people would say there's no way they could trade him and I'm telling you they will there's a team that's calling them I don't, I got to get it confirmed first but there is now that's a trade player all right so that's former NFL general manager Mike Lombardi on his podcast saying there's a stud receiver out there in the league right now that's going to be traded well this started a little bit of nonsense on Twitter last night as you could probably imagine because this is what Twitter does they hear that and they immediately go into It's detective mode time. Who's the receiver? We're all going to figure this out before the trade is made because that's what we try to do. So there were a lot of names that were thrown out there. Stephon Diggs was thrown out there. Could it be Mike Evans? Maybe the Bucs are ready to move on from him. Is it somebody that plays for a terrible football team? Maybe like A.J. Green. He's hurt right now, but maybe he's the guy that he's talking about that's going to get traded. Somebody mentioned Jarvis Landry as a possibility. There were a bunch of names thrown out. Basically, if you're an NFL receiver, and you're pretty good, and you play for a team that's not very good, there's a good chance your name was mentioned as one of the t- one of the players that could be traded. And then we got to the tweets that bring up why I am talking about this to start the show instead of talking about, you know, Patrick Mahomes being awesome. So, Jeff Schwartz, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman, decided that he wanted to get in on the action 
because somebody had mentioned the possibility of Tyree Kill being that player. Now, I'm here to tell you, I don't think the Chiefs are trading Tyree Kill. I don't think this is a bold take. I would be stunned if Tyree Kill was traded from the Kansas City Chiefs. But Jeff Schwartz tried to make the case, and so I will go ahead and, you know, at least oblige him by responding to some of the points that he made. Basically, Jeff Schwartz's big belief is that Tyreek Hill isn't what makes the offense go. And if the Chiefs were to trade Tyreek Hill, trading him for a player would make sense. Trading him for a defensive player specifically is what he thinks really makes sense. Here is the ultimate comment from Jeff Schwartz. I'll end with this. If the Chiefs can trade Hill for a defender that helps bolster their defense so they can make stops when it matters, they absolutely make the trade. End quote. That's from Jeff Schwartz. That is not my belief. Here's why I think this is nonsense. If the Chiefs trade Tyreek Hill, the offense isn't as good. Please, please understand this, people. If the Chiefs trade Tyreek Hill... The offense is no longer historically great. Now, it's good. You got Patrick Mahomes. You got Travis Kelsey. You got Sammy Watkins. You got McCole Hardman. You feel good about what you have. But it is merely good, maybe even great, not historic. The defense needs to take a step this year. They need to take a step, if the offense is still historic, to like 23rd. They need to be like the 20th to 23rd best defense in the league for this to really work, for the Chiefs to win a Super Bowl this year. So if the Chiefs offense takes a step back, because you're in this hypothetical scenario trading Tyreek Hill, now the defense needs to take a step up from 32nd to like 12th. You're not kidding anybody that's making that big of a difference. Like trading Travis or tra- trading Tyreek Hill for let's say Jalen Ramsey makes your defense better. No question about it. Nobody would disagree with that. Nobody in their right mind would argue on the protein house eat with a purpose X line at 69306 that Jalen Ramsey doesn't improve the Chiefs defense because of course he does. He makes you significantly better. He ain't making this defense the 12th best defense in the league. It's not happening. So the reason why I bring this up now is because I think somehow, someway, we have lost sight of just how good Tyreek Hill is. It seems impossible, but somehow we've done it. Here's the list of receivers in the history of the NFL that have more yards per target that have as many yards as Tyreek Hill in their first three years. So a more efficient version of Tyreek Hill. Here's the list of receivers through their first three seasons in the history of the league. Mike Wallace. Randy Moss, Torrey Holtz, Deshaun Jackson's behind him, T.Y. Hilton's behind him, Odell Beckham is behind him, DeAndre Hopkins is behind him, Mike Evans is behind him, Larry Fitzgerald is behind him. These are some of the best receivers in the history of the league and what they did in their first three years compared to what Tyreek Hill did from an efficiency standpoint in his first three years. Tyreek Hill is awesome. Tyreek Hill is one of the best deep threats in the NFL. He also happens to be one of the best receivers in the NFL in the slot. So he's really good at going across the middle, and he's really good at going deep. And by the way, your quarterback has a cannon of an arm, and they are the perfect complements to one another. So you right now have one of the, maybe the most dangerous weapon in the NFL when it comes to going deep. 
and we're talking about trading him. All right, it's time for the season. Like, we have officially arrived at the date. I didn't know it was going to be August 24th, but apparently August 24th is the day where we all lose our collective minds because this rumor pops up. The trade players, like, for example, there's a receiver, and I'm not going to tell you who it is yet, but there's a receiver that is available that people it would shock people in the NFL if he if they traded him. And people would say there's no way they could trade him. And I'm telling you, they will. There's Okay, that comes up. And then we somehow, some way on Twitter, have already traded Tyreek Hill to the to the Jaguars for Jalen Ramsey. I don't understand it, man. It is unbelievable to me the the way that we take these leaps and bounds from one thing to oh, Tyreek Hill's gone now. Slow down. I think it is far more likely that Tyreek Hill becomes the highest paid receiver in league history for the Chiefs than it is that he's traded this season from the Chiefs. One of those two things, far more likely than the other. Maybe I'm going to look like an idiot later today and he's going to be traded and I'm going to be like, I don't understand. Maybe, maybe. But if that happens, I will crush the Chiefs. I will crush them. Unless they know something that we don't because they stood by him all offseason. They welcomed him back with open arms. He's been out there every day at training camp. If they were to trade him around this time, they wasted all that time. Wasted it by not getting McCall Hardman more prepared for what he needs to be uh, this season if they were going to trade Tyreek Hill. So they wasted all that. They wasted the entire offseason. They stood by him this whole time, and now they're going to trade him. All right. All right. Maybe, Maybe that happens. But I'm out here to tell you I don't think that's the way this is going down. The Chiefs would get worse by trading Tyreek Hill. The Chiefs would not be able to improve enough defensively to continue to be what I believe is the forefront Super Bowl contender in the NFL right now if they were to trade Tyreek Hill. This is why when we were talking in the offseason and that everything came up about Tyreek Hill, I said this is a problem. And they would go from really a historically great offense, maybe one of the best ever, to the third or fourth best offense in the league without Tyreek Hill. And that's not a shot against Patrick Mahomes. It's a statement of what these two can do together. Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes, you can make an argument, and I certainly have, is the best quarterback pass-catching combination in the NFL right now. And you add in the fact that Andy Reid is the coach calling the plays. He's the guy that's scheming things open. It's just, it's, it's absolutely crazy. We got this from the Protein LZ with the Purpose X line, 69306. You guys can get your thoughts in there all morning long. I'll take you up until 12 o'clock right here on the leadoff. I'm Brandon Kiley. We got Kramer on the other side of the glass. From the 816, I don't think there's a single defensive player in the NFL that equals Tyreek when we're talking about how much he means to the offense and how much that player would mean to the defense. I agree. I agree. Tyreek Hill is a unique football player. Something I don't think I've ever seen. He, he's arguably the fastest player in the league, and he's more impressive when it comes to his change of direction and his start-stop ability than he is with the speed. His speed is what he's known for, but it's actually his agility and his start-stop ability that makes him special. It, it's unbelievable to me that we've legitimately arrived in a place where a week and a half, two weeks before the football season, yeah, two weeks before the football season, there are people that think the Chiefs, a Super Bowl contender, are going to trade their third most important football player. It's crazy to me. Absolutely insane. We'll continue taking your thoughts. 69306 is the protein I'll see with the purpose text line. You can always hit me up on Twitter. I am at BK Sports Talk. 
Coming up at 10.30, we're going to be joined by Kit Swanson of Arrowhead Pride. But coming up next, let's get into it. We've officially arrived at Mahomes hype season. And there are honestly people out there, honest to God, and I work with one, who say that him having a Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers career would be a disappointment. That's insanity. We'll discuss it next. It is the leadoff on 610 Sports Radio. The leadoff with Brandon Kylie, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back. It is the leadoff on 610 Sports Radio. I'm Brandon Kylie. We got Kramer on the other side of the glass. The protein house eat with the purpose text line is 69306. From the 913, you said Tyree kills a third most important chief. Other than Mahomes, who would you say is more important than him? So I said third, and then I immediately thought about it as well. Because I think it's more of a two-way, two-B thing. I think what makes the Chiefs offense really unique is that you have arguably the best quarterback, tight end, and receiver in the NFL. And they're all super unique for their positions. Like, I think that's what makes the Chiefs so interesting and so compelling to to watch. And I think the Browns have some of this, but not to the same degree. The Chiefs have the most uniquely talented quarterback I've seen since Rodgers. The Chiefs have one of, like, along with probably Odell Beckham and DeAndre Hopkins, one of the most uniquely talented receivers. Like, DeAndre Hopkins, for his size, is just so weird. He he plays the game like he's 6'5", but he's just 6 foot. And so watching him play with that kind of, the, the body angles, the contortion that he's able to do, it's different than most other players that you see in the league. Same thing for Odell Beckham. His quickness is unlike anything that I've seen in the league. And then Tyreek, it's just the speed. It's just different. And so I think the same thing can be said for Travis Kelsey. Kelsey's like 6'4", he's like 240, and he runs like a receiver, and he runs routes the way that a receiver would. He's just a really unique tight end, kind of similar in that vein to what a Tony Gonzalez was, and I'm not comparing him to Tony G. I don't think he's quite as good, but he's similar in that vein to what Tony Gonzalez was as a matchup problem. And so I would say... Clearly, Mahomes is one, and there's a big gap between him and whoever the next best, most indispensable guy is on this team. I would say it's kind of almost a tie between Kelsey and Tyreek as to who the second slash third most valuable player is for this team. So that's what I meant by that. Other than Mahomes, I would say it's him and Travis Kelsey. Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey is the most irreplaceable Chiefs for 2019. Coming up here in just about 10 minutes. Ken Swanson of Arrowhead Pride is going to join the show. I want to talk to him about this defense. There's one thing in particular. Apparently, Herb Miller might be a starter for the Chiefs in 2019. Is that a good thing or a bad thing that Traverius Ward might get passed up on the depth chart? We'll talk with Ken Swanson about that coming up here in just about 10 minutes. But I did mention it is officially Mahomes Hype Week. I think he has a chance to end up as the greatest of all time. Whoa, okay. Wow, okay. So- you obviously have to win, right? I don't think he has to win six like Tom Brady, but he has to win, and he's obviously got the Andy Reid coach, at least for mm-hmm. now. That's going to help him with his numbers. Yes. And they got a chance to win Super Bowls. If he wins one this year, then I think, you know, this guy's just going to roll. So that was Chris Broussard on Fox Sports 1 earlier today saying after one year in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes can go down as the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL. It continued on Fox Sports 1. I said it last year. I felt like for the first time in like eight, nine years, I said it last year. I feel like Mahomes is the guy with the magic. 
Not that Aaron Rodgers has dropped off a cliff, but I do feel like there was a passing of the baton last year where if you told me there's going to be a quarterback make a throw on Sunday and you're not going to believe it, I would guess Mahomes. For eight years, I would have guessed Rodgers. And that, again, that's not to say Aaron's – I think Green Bay is going to win their division. I think Aaron's going to be in the MVP race. But I do feel like, and Pro Football Focus does, Mahomes has edged ahead of Aaron in the best talent guy. Arm, feel, it, athletic, size, health. I, I think that's fair to say. Okay, so earlier this week on Fox Sports 1, Patrick Mahomes going to be the best quarterback in the history of the NFL. Also, Patrick Mahomes right now, the most talented quarterback in the history of the NFL. I love, I love preseason, man. I love it. It's the best. We have arrived at a place where Patrick Mahomes is now the story of the league we always come full circle on this because about midway through the summer, it was like, you know, the Chiefs can't do what they did last year because nobody's ever done what the Chiefs did last year. So you can't repeat that. That's not that's not how this works. They got to regress. That became the, the, the target word. That was the the charged word here on Kansas City. Chiefs offense is going to regress. That's what's going to happen. There's no way they do what they did last year. Now, two weeks before the season, oh, baby, we're back in. We are back in, baby. Patrick Mahomes, greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL. He's the most talented player. He's overtaken Aaron Rodgers as the guy that's going to make the play that makes you go, ooh, every Sunday. And I got to say, I can't disagree with any of it. It's just amazing that this is where we've came to. Patrick Mahomes is a lightning rod for discussion nationally. I don't know that Kansas City's ever had a player like this. And so I just hope that Kansas City is prepared for it because get ready. The takes are coming. They are coming. There's going to be a season or a game this year where the Chiefs lose. And it might be because of Patrick Mahomes once or twice this year. It's possible. Now, I think Patrick Mahomes is amazing. Last year, he basically had no off games. Every game, he was incredible. Every single one. He found a way at some point, even if he had a bad start to the game, like the Patriots game, for instance, he redeems himself in the second half. The Broncos game, first half, wasn't good. He redeemed himself in the second half, and especially on that last drive. Mahomes is probably going to have a game at some point this year where he doesn't play well for the entire game. He's just going to have an off game. It happens. It happens to Aaron Rodgers. It happens to Tom Brady. It happens to Peyton Manning. Every quarterback, no matter how good or bad, has a bad game at some point. If and when that happens, be prepared for that week. There will be talking heads who say, man, Patrick Mahomes just might not have it this year. It might not be the same kind of Kansas City Chiefs team. And, oh, God, if it happens early in the year, like let's say it happens week three or four, and the Chiefs are 2-1, two 2-2, and 3-1, two and two, and oh, boy, the takes are a coming, Kansas City, and we need to be ready for it. I do want to get to one other thing about Patrick Mahomes because – here in Kansas City, we love ourselves in Patrick Mahomes, and we have decided he's going to be either Tom Brady or the next best after Tom Brady. Like, there's no there's no third best. He's just he's going to be better than Peyton Manning. That's how this is going to work. It's going to be better. So when Chris Carter said this earlier this week, it got a lot of people discussing it. There's some templates out there. Is he going to be a chance to potentially compare to Tom Brady, or will he be just always a great thrower of the football like my good friend Dan Marino? Because Dan Marino, if you do a comparison with them, when they first start out, their first year that they started, here's a graphic, very, very similar. Dan Marino, this is, this is 1984. 
<laughs> Dan Marino lit the world on fire. Patty Mahomes did the same thing last year. But as you can see, that was Dan Marino's first year that he was all pro three straight years. But then after that, things change. It was hard for him to even get 30 touchdowns. So we've only seen a few quarterbacks. So when you say, man, he has the potential, that's not just shock TV. That's not just you saying something. He has the arm talent. He's got the institutional talent with Andy Reid and the general manager there. So there's two paths for Patrick Mahomes' career, and we've talked about this. Dan Marino versus Tom Brady, and I, I think you can make a kind of quibble with the Tom Brady thing just because Brady wasn't the same type of player early on in his career. He was just in a perfect situation where he was able to win. We put out yesterday on the drive, would you take one of these two careers for Patrick Mahomes? Would this be considered to be a success? So Brett Favre, he won a Super Bowl, went to another, was an 11-time Pro Bowler, three-time MVP. Would you take that? Would that be considered to be a success if that's ultimately what becomes of Patrick Mahomes' career? I put this on Twitter, at 610SportsKC. 74% of the audience says yes. Sounds like a lot of the audience. 26% of Chiefs fans wouldn't take Brett Favre. Like, they'd be like, yeah, that was a little bit of a disappointment for Patrick Mahomes. You know, the three MVPs, went to two Super Bowls, won one. And it's a little disappointing. I asked the same question. What about Aaron Rodgers? He went to and won one Super Bowl. He's been a seven-time Pro Bowler, two-time MVP, arguably the most talented quarterback of his generation. If Patrick Mahomes has that same career, would you consider it to be a success? 72% of the audience out of 800-plus votes say yes. 28% of the audience says if Patrick Mahomes becomes Aaron Rodgers, has Aaron Rodgers' career, that would be a disappointment. I was thinking about this a lot yesterday after we had discussed it on the show. And I've arrived at this place. Patrick Mahomes becoming Brett Favre for Aaron Rodgers is not a disappointment. It is not. And it should not be seen as a disappointment. Patrick Mahomes becoming Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre means he becomes one of the 15 best quarterbacks in the history of football. You take that. You sign up for that. Now, are you hitting the button now saying, I'm locking that in or I can press my luck? No, because I think the ceiling for Mahomes is higher than that. I think the ceiling on Patrick Mahomes is untapped potential. Like, we don't know what it looks like because in the first year of his career, he did something nobody else has ever done. He was the best quarterback ever when it comes to what they did in their first season. So what can he do? What's the ceiling of this? It's higher than Brett Favre. It's higher than Aaron Rodgers. It's higher than Patrick Mahomes. It's as a individual player higher than Tom Brady. Now, going to nine Super Bowls, that's a lofty expectation. But I'm talking about from an individual player perspective, Patrick Mahomes' ceiling right now is higher than any player that's ever played the position. Period, point blank, end of story. There is no player that's had a ceiling like Patrick Mahomes because no player has started a career the way that Patrick Mahomes did. That being said, if you're telling me the floor is that he's going to win one Super Bowl and go to two, be a double-digit Pro Bowler, win multiple MVPs, you're telling me he's one of the best quarterbacks in the history of the league. And yes, that's a success. In any way that you measure the quarterback position, that is a success. I think the only way that in Kansas City it will be viewed or should be viewed as a disappointment is if Mahomes never wins a Super Bowl here. That's it. If he wins one, it's like LeBron winning in Cleveland. You just need the one. You got to get the one. Now, after that, we can be greedy. You should hope for not, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven. You should hope for that. But the expectation, the bare minimum where you have to set the bar is one.
You got to get to one. You got to win one. After that, we can talk about kind of the legacy and what it all means in the grand scheme of things for Mahomes in terms of the greatest of all time versus the pantheon of it. But we're one year in and we're talking about this. So I think the bigger point is his ceiling is higher than anything we've ever seen. But the floor, the floor just needs to be winning a Super Bowl. And I think he's got a hell of a shot to do it later this year. It is the leadoff on 610 Sports Radio. I'm Brandon Kylie Kramer's on the other side of the glass coming up here in just about 15 minutes or so. I don't think we are going to learn much of anything this preseason about the Chiefs defense. Plus, coming up next, Ken Swanson. He's the lead draft and film analyst for Arrowhead Pride, and I want to ask him a very simple question. It sounds like Herb Miller really might take Traverius Ward's job. Is that a good thing? Or a bad thing. We'll ask Ken Swanson of Arrowhead Pride next. It is the leadoff on 610 Sports Radio. The leadoff with Brandon Kylie, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back. It is the leadoff on 610 Sports Radio. I'm Brandon Kylie. We got Kramer on the other side of the glass. The protein I'll see with the purpose X line is 69306 for you guys to get involved here on the show. I'm also on Twitter at BK Sports Talk. So coming up here in just about 15 minutes, I don't think we're going to learn much of anything about the Chiefs defense, not just tonight, but in the preseason as a whole. So we'll get into that coming up here in just about 15 minutes. Right now, though, Darwin Thompson has been the story of the preseason for your Chiefs. The absolute story of the preseason. And he's starting to get more and more hype, and I think it's starting to become more and more realistic that what we've all anticipated all preseason since we've seen Carlos Hyde and Darwin Thompson, I think it's actually going to happen. I think Darwin Thompson is going to jump over, and I think he potentially has jumped over Carlos Hyde as the running back, too. This is from Nate Taylor of The Athletic earlier this week. Quote, rookie running back Darwin Thompson appears to have leaped over veteran Carlos Hyde on the depth chart. Thompson split most of the first-team offense repetitions with Damian Williams, who is the projected starter. After that, Andy Reid was talking to the media earlier this week about giving Darwin Thompson a shot as the number two running back. Yeah, we've kind of given all those, all four of those guys an opportunity to jump in there over the last three weeks. So this gives him another, it gives him an opportunity to work in. Uh, the hardest thing for these rookie, uh, for rookie running backs is just the blitz game, picking the blitzes up. He, he understands the run game and, and kind of what's going on there. And he's picked up on the pass game pretty easy, but the, the actual protections, he, he's got to get in there and you got to see him. You have to go through that. So we've given each guy a condensed uh, amount of blitz package there that they've got they've had to deal with and uh, and so you know we did that with him yeah we gave him a gave him a shot in there to see what he can do this week so that's Andy Reid earlier this week Brooke Pryor then reported that Darwin Thompson's been getting the goal line work with the first team offense this week at practice I think all of this is good news if you're a Chiefs fan I do I think he's better than Carlos Hyde I think he's going to bring more to the table than Carlos Hyde I think moving forward is where this is the biggest importance McCole Hardman and Darwin Thompson are not going to have huge years this year. They're not. Unless something goes wrong for this team, they're not going to have huge years for this team. But they are going to have really important roles moving forward. Darwin Thompson very well may be your starting running back in 2020. McCole Hardman is going to be very likely your wide receiver two next year, whether it be the wide receiver two behind Sammy Watkins or the wide receiver two behind Tyreek Hill. He's going to be your wide receiver two, most likely at the beginning of next season. That's when they become really important. And having those guys making Darwin Thompson, I think, make like less than a million dollars. McCole Hardman, I think, makes like just over a million dollars. 
that's when they become hugely valuable. I made a comparison earlier this week because we were trying to figure out, all right, Darwin Thompson's 5'8", 200 pounds. That's really small. That is a really small football player. Now he packs a punch. He's 5'8", and he weighs 200. So he's bigger than some of the smaller running backs around the league, but he is still really short. Who were the running backs that that can compare to? We found one, I think. That makes a lot of sense. The comparison is Devontae Freeman. Devontae Freeman weighed in at the Combine at 5'8", 205 pounds. So he's five pounds heavier. He's a little bigger, but not much bigger than Darwin Thompson. Devontae Freeman in his rookie season played in all 16 games, ran the ball 65 times for 250 yards, caught 30 passes for 225 yards, had about 500 yards over the course of the regular season. I think that's what you should expect from Darwin Thompson this year. Somewhere around there, 500 yards from scrimmage-ish, sounds about right for Darwin Thompson this season. He ended up with, over the course of the year, basically touching the ball 100 times. So he was about seven touches per game. That sounds about right for Darwin Thompson in 2019. Now, where it gets interesting is what Devontae Freeman did in his second year. Ran the ball 265 times. He was their lead back. 1,000 yards on the ground. 11 rushing touchdowns. Had 75 catches for 580 yards. Finished the year with 1,500 yards from scrimmage in 2015 in his second year as a player. I don't know that we're going to see that many touches, that many carries, that many yards, that many touchdowns from Darwin Thompson next year. But I do think it is very much in play that by 2020, Darwin Thompson is your lead running back and has a similar type of season to what we saw from Devontae Freeman a few years ago. I say all of that to say this. Brett Veach's job just got way more interesting over the course of the next few years. Patrick Mahomes is going to get paid. And when he gets paid, guys like Sammy Watkins, who make $20 million in a season, can't be around the same way that they are now. Taking a flyer on a guy like Tyron Matthew on a high salary, but a good player that you bring in and you think you can make your team better because of him, that's going to be more difficult to do in the future. Resigning guys like Chris Jones and Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes, going out and making a trade for a guy like a Frank Clark. Those are going to be more difficult moves moving forward. The only way that you can continue making some of those, still not all of them, because of the $40 million contracts that you're about to have to give your quarterback, the way that you're able to maintain making some of those moves still is by having guys work out like Darwin Thompson, having guys like Juan Thornhill be a starting safety on a $2 million deal, having a guy like, McCole Hardman come in and be your number two receiver while he's on his rookie contract. That's the way you make all of this work. Brett Veach's, Brett Veach's importance to this team becomes immensely higher when the Chiefs have a quarterback that's making the contract that Patrick Mahomes is about to get. Right now, these guys are just nice commodities. They're nice to have. Having Darwin Thompson as your backup running back where you feel pretty good about it if something were to happen with Damian Williams this year, that's nice right now. When Patrick Mahomes starts making the money that he's about to make, it becomes necessary. It becomes required at that point. That's the difference between where the Chiefs are now in their team building and where they will be moving forward. It is the leadoff on 610 Sports Radio. I'm Brandon Kylie Kramer on the other side of the glass. Coming up next, we open the 11 o'clock hour by talking about how much we can't actually learn about the Chiefs defense in this preseason and why it really doesn't matter to me what happens tonight. We'll get into all of that coming up. It is the leadoff on 610 Sports Radio. The leadoff with Brandon Kylie, 610 Sports Radio. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T Mobile.com. 